Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I hope you like advertising because you're about to hear a lot of ads because this is the ad-ridden version of the Sunranto Show. But if you don't like ads and you think they waste your time like I think they waste your time, well, then uh, you should subscribe at patreon.com slash sunranto for as little as a dollar a month. And uh, what do you get? Well, you get an ad-free earlier version. This was recorded uh, sometime in the middle of last week. And uh, you're getting it now, five days later. Uh, You get uh, separate detailed preview episodes in your own RSS feed in the patreon.com slash sunranto. You can copy and paste that into any podcatcher. You get our show notes all about the pitching matchups and what's going on with the Cubs opponents. You get to join the Sunranto Super Ranters page where we have uh, post-show and post-game discussions sometimes. Uh, at the $5 level, you get all the Cubs music that I write in HQ downloads it's sent right to your RSS feed. You get the Ranter calendar at $10, bucks, uh, and your name gets shown as a Super Ranter on the, at the end of our shows. And plus, 10% of the money goes to the Lost Boys program where we're helping kids play baseball in Chicago and building our community up. So uh, here's my final plea. If you would buy us a beer for doing this show, each one of us, that's $3 a month. So that would buy us one beer at Wrigley Field each per year. And uh, that's all we ask of you to enjoy this high-quality content. So please go to patreon.com slash sunranto and start helping us out before the year starts. Because we got, we got bills, people. We got to pay for our stream yard. We got to pay for our events and hosting and advertising and tickets and beer. Um, batteries, microphones, headphones, it, it, you know. I will not go on because it's time to start the show. But patreon.com slash sunranto. Please do it. You don't want to listen to ads. There are at least eight in this show. So enjoy that. Um, Patreon.com slash sunranto. No ads. And you already would have heard this. All right. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Covey Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable loser. Sunranto. With Michael. Sunranto. And Crawley. Sunranto and the lovable losers. Sunranto. Welcome to another, you know, we're almost on episode 800 and uh, 890,000. 
I believe something. No, 869. We are almost at episode 800, but I actually just made up that number a while ago. Uh, welcome to the sun. <laughs> I was going to say, we, we are one of the few podcasts out there that just absolutely do not pay attention to episode numbers. I have no clue how many episodes of the Sun Ranto show we've done so far, but we, we are probably around a thousand. We're close to, we're closing in on a thousand episodes. But uh, And all those episodes were brought to you by our Patreon supporters. Join us at patreon.com slash sunranto if you want to be a part of it. And, um, Michael, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Yeah. I am uh, – my, my bathroom is done, according to the dude. There's still a couple things that I want him to do, but I you no longer – you gotta Absolutely. tell me about this guy. You you got an alcoholic working on your bathroom. You're finding beer cans all over the place for this guy. Yeah, beer bottles oh. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, he's he's you know he steps out for uh, you know twenty minutes or so, and he's down in like two or three bottles, just really getting ripped. Stella Artois is his uh, drink of choice. But you're paying him too much if he can afford the good stuff. Like a good contractor's out there with Natty Light. You know he's, what I mean? He's not the guy I'm paying. He's the guy that's working for the guy that I'm paying. Oh, I see. So that yeah. guy doesn't pay the other guy. So, oh, yeah, he actually pays him a lot. He's getting him yeah. still Artois. So you're Tim paying everybody too much. He's paying too much. They should be out there getting drunk on yeah, worse beer. This, uh, we've been living in like summer camp for the last two months where we have to leave the house to go shower and use the bathroom and shit in the office garage space. So, you know, you're shitting in the garage. What? You're shitting in the garage. We're shitting in the garage. Yeah. We are no, no walls just right next to the car. It's like bears. Sometimes I start the car and I, and then I just wonder if I can shit long enough to pass out. Boy, this, this shows (laughs) off to a rare and start. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And uh, Robert Sanchez writes in from the chat. He says, you're early. It ain't 8 o'clock yet. Yeah, um, we are coming to you an hour early because what I didn't realize is that there's a ball game tonight, and it starts at 840 Central Time. So I was like, oh, shit, we should probably start at 7 o'clock. And uh, Paul Jean, uh, a.k.a. Crawley, is writing in from a car on the way to the game at Peoria Sports Complex tonight between the Cubs and the Mariners. He yeah, lost so if his you're wondering why he's not here, that's why. He's that's, actually watching Cubs. But he's going to poke in here at some point and uh, say hi and maybe give us a little report from out there in spring training land. So, um, yes, well, sorry I didn't uh, know until this morning that the game was at 8. I was like, who's playing today? I got to do a shake list. And then uh, I was like, 8.40, damn it. Like, that's not that's not funny. So, um, and it's annoying. Why all these night games? There's a night game tomorrow too. There's a couple more night games uh, left, and I'm like, why would they do that? It's spring training. Just like get your work in and go home, and then I don't know. I don't understand. Night they, night games uh, spread COVID less. You oh, know that? I see because the dark, the COVID hates the dark. Gets lost when it's that, going from someone else's mouth into your nostrils. Just lo- it can't see. Goes oh can't see it. Just it's like it's like a bat. Hey, that makes sense because bats gave COVID. So there you go. COVID is also blind. So, um, so anyway, Carl is going to poke in in a little bit, and I I wanted to say that I got some bad news about what's going on in spring training right now, and I'm just going to give you is by the numbers. The Cubs are currently in second place in the oh, Cactus okay. League. 
only one game behind the Royals for the Cactus League championship, that's not good. Because uh, we all know that in 2016, when the Cubs won the World Series, they went 11-19 and 19 and had a terrible spring training. And now we're 12-7 and seven with only six games left. In order to have a losing record, they are going to have to lose out from here this on is, in. This is the kind of analysis you will get nowhere else. Danny Rocket with the hot take of, if you want to be good, you better be bad. Yeah. Well, at spring training, absolutely. <laughs> because look who else is winning. I mean, we're behind Kansas City, dude. They suck. Do you know who else is good at spring training? Texas. They ah, suck. I know. You <laughs> know, those are the top three teams, uh, and hopefully not the Cubs, but the, the top team, Kansas City sucks. Texas sucks. The other guys are actually out there working on stuff. Our teams are out there competing trying to impress on the field and it's not going to work out because they're going to get in April and they'll be spent from playing a whole month of games already. And we'll have the June swoon in May. Uh, you know, it, I, I don't like the looks of it. That's all I'm saying. But uh, let's talk. We There's only a week of spring training left. So we have to talk about the extensions that are not happening. You know, it's been two off seasons, at least if not three, in a row where it was all about talking about extensions for this core players. Not one of them has happened. And even though like a lot of the bloggers are like, there's no doubt one of these guys is getting an extension. You know, I know it's happening with Bryant, the $200 million David Kaplan uh, comment uh, about that, that happening. And the, but Javier Baez is obviously willing to negotiate into the season. Uh, Rizzo gave a hard deadline that, He's not negotiating into the season. Are you a uh, surprised? B disappointed. Um, I'm a little disappointed. I think because we know that this ownership can do whatever they want, you know, and they just aren't. They could have made all of this shit go away a long time ago by uh, extending these guys, making this. You know, not an issue. Rizzo was asking about extensions last spring training. Remember, like he was saying, "Hey, where's mine? I've only got the two seasons left. Let's talk about it." And I think that's why he's got this hard deadline now, is because he gave them a two-year window. I mean, let's face it; they didn't have to wait till spring training 2021 to talk to him about an extension. They could have talked to him. Right after 2019 was over, they were out early. They had a little extra time, you know, and they didn't do it. Uh, do you think Rizzo is insulted by by the fact that uh, he's going to have to play as for his contract this year? It looks like. I don't. Mm, hmm, like, that's a tough he's one. I been don't. The like Mister Cub of the moment. He's been. He's the one of the long. He's probably the longest tenured Cub right now. He is for sure. Yeah. And, Mike uh, Montgomery was the only other guy that was on the team with him before him in 2016, really. Oh, Hendricks. And, uh, but. No, the, uh, Rizzo is before that, though. Rizzo's kind of yeah, like. He's like 2012, you know? So yeah. you're, you're going back to all the, all that way with Anthony Rizzo. So he's been on the team almost a decade. And now they're just like, 
earn it. After he signed a team-friendly seven-year contract where he's only making $16 million way, and meanwhile, he's ahead of everybody else. At, uh, in, like, if you look at the gambling sites, as far as, like, somebody who would win the MVP over Javi and Bryant, the other two guys we're talking about. So I'd be insulted. Well, I'd, I'd be pissed off. And at some point at the end of this year, I'd be like, okay, it's time to move on. You know, I I could go down to Florida where I'm from. I could and make them good. They they seem like they have something going on. I could go to New York where I have lots of family. If you ever hear his parents, you know, they're obviously from New York. Uh, but if you hear them speak, but you know, that's what I would do if I, I was. I'd be yeah. insulted. Just I saying. just yeah. My my thing is that I just don't know if he gets insulted. You know what I mean? Like I I don't know if he's if that's sort of. He's never really come across as that sort of guy. Now, I don't think it's completely – like, nobody is going to be completely fine with it. He knows he should have had more money over these years, and he knows that they should give him a little something at this point. A little juice. Uh, juice it up yeah. a little bit for him. And, you know, he's a first baseman. You know, it's not like he's a shortstop that's going to end up playing first base or a corner outfield spot. He's – First base is hard. A lot of teams are out there fighting with this position because all these assholes think, oh, first base, you just have to stand there and do nothing. Well, that's not true. I mean, first base actually does take a little bit of like the footwork. You're in a lot of plays. I mean, and you're in a lot of plays. You're in like almost every play. It's like yeah. only the catcher gets more. Well, not every play. Work. Most plays are strikeouts or walks or well, home yeah. runs. No, nobody's in any of the plays except for the pitcher or the batter usually. Well, <laughs> but what I'm saying is the like up. the catcher's the only guy that's going to get more work than a than a first baseman just getting shit thrown at him and making sure he's grabbing everything. The Sun Ranto Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. And the tournament is here. And so is the $100,000 bracket madness contest at bet online because it's the place to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. So get that done and go buy some darn sneakers at ebay.com slash sneakers. We thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. I like this comment from the chat. Facebook user writes in, Jed had him in Boston, took him to San Diego with him, then brought him to Chicago. I find it hard to think now he'd let him go. I mean, you would think 
You would think, but Jed's think. been there the I whole totally time, and there's no extension. So, like, that's what I'm saying. This hard deadline, you're going to make this dude play through the year and, and and have this hanging over his head as opposed to saying, you're a cub for life, going to buy out the rest of your years, let's go, you're Mr. Chicago, um, we're live or die Anthony Rizzo. And well, that's and Kaplan has been reporting for a couple of weeks that uh, he's been talking about how he's – only Mike Trout has a better, like, wins created some bullshit stat that I don't remember. <laughs> but when when wins you talk about Mike Trout, yeah, when you talk about Mike Trout and then you talk about Anthony Rizzo as like, oh, the only guy behind him is, you know, then whatever it is they're talking about, you know, how many hot dogs can you eat? Well, there's Mike Trout and then there's Anthony Rizzo. Everybody should still get excited about that because Mike Trout's the best player in baseball. And he eats a hell of a lot of hot dogs. And then <laughs> he, that dude is a hot dog. He's fucking ginormous. And then you have Javier Baez, who had an interview with Gordon Wittmeyer, which I don't know if you heard any of that. Uh, they had a bit of it on the Cubs stock. You did. So he's out there being like, he's like, you know, I'm not worried about it because it's you know it's a huge shortstop class that's coming in at uh, into free agency at the end of this year, like a historically good shortstop class. And, you know, it, Javi is not scared of that. He is one of the best shortstops, if not the best shortstop in the major leagues. And then the Cubs wasted him at second and third base for, like, all that time. Not wasted because he was the best third baseman on the team and the best second baseman, too. But he's, was- he's willing to play second base again. Not so much third base, he said. But um, uh- I was just going to say that. Like, he did say – he wasn't super excited about third base. He was willing to do second base, which I was surprised because honestly, he he's the best second shortstop and third baseman on this team, right? He's just he really is. And well, we we have a, a, an interruption from the fields. Crawley masked up Peoria Sports Complex. Tell me, uh, he's he's popping in. Uh, what what are you seeing here? I'm seeing baseballs. I'm with Arizona Steve Sure, We are legit here. What's up, we guys? Are, What's up, are, Steve? Good to see you. We are here in uh, the Peoria Sports Complex. I see no lines. No bags in the stadium. They got some Seattle Mariners balls, but uh, it was fun, man. I went out to uh, Sloan today. We kind of checked it out. We were with, I was on the backfields. I saw John Antoff, uh, baseball in focus, so we were taking some pictures. Me with my little camera, him with his giant lens. But uh, we're just having fun hanging out here. The weather's beautiful. It looks like majority Cub fans like it always does coming in here. So you can't you can't complain. Obviously, uh, everybody's kind of just taking a look around. And uh, they're playing some, uh, what is it, Oasis? Where, but yeah. I can't find the giant Doobie statue. Where no, no, that's your the, – the Doobie statue is where oh, the Indians and Reds play. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, he's walking all around the stadium looking. And I call it a giant tampon. I think it, it looks like it a It looks like tampon. a baseball tampon. Baseball tampon. And it, it just, I could see the do, baseball doobiness of it. It's about the same shape. But um, so uh, are, are you uh, – what time is it there? It's only 5, 5.15, so you got a little bit. Yeah. Of, so I you're got, early for this game. Yeah, I wanted to walk around the stadium a little bit. But I talked to uh, Pedro Strope today. That was cool. Uh, you saw I had my interview with Russ Dorsey. That was impromptu. Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, Crawley was walking around before and had, and uh, ran into Russ Dorsey from the Sun-Times. So it's just been a fun day, man. It's like catching home, sagging home run balls. 
Uh, I was watching pitchers do fielding drills. They were playing some sort of game where like a, a little roller would come back and they'd have to throw it like into like a basket at first, like make it in the basket. They're doing it as teams. Look like they were having fun. Chip, I am enjoying the weather. What did uh, Pedro Strope say? Nothing. I just, um, you remember he came out to Club 400? Yeah. So I just said, remember, you're supposed to come back and visit because he was really tired. They had a plane issue uh, when he did come. And he's like, oh, I love you guys, da-da-da. And then I just said, we're wishing him luck and hats to the left, you know? Yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about Pedro Strope later and whether even he's got the stuff to even be in this kind of crowded field of bullpen arms. Um, it, You know, he, he he looked pretty good the other day, I felt, but, you know, you kind of wonder what he's got left in the tank. How, how did he How did he look physically? He looked physically. He always, he always looks, you know, pretty ripped. The one thing I noticed is that he was uh, – him and Adbert were talking a lot. So, remember, that was the big story earlier was Jake Arrieta and Adbert. Uh, I saw a lot of uh, Strope and Adbert going over certain things. Yeah, that's interesting because I think uh, that's kind of what his role will be on the team right. is that as a bit of a coach. I don't know if you want to waste a bullpen spot with somebody like him, but uh, but maybe if you can kind of, you know, say, hey, Pedro, we're thinking that we're going to get you like this like weird bullpen coach job where you're kind of out here, but we're going to put you on the fake. IL, but you're still here, you know, kind of thing. Right. Well, you need somebody in a low leverage situation. And if you have a choice between, you know, a guy that you're not going to use very much, but's young and Stropy, who you're not going to use very much, but can come in and really talk to guys and, and is great in the clubhouse. And I'm just going to leave it at this here too, is they just, uh, um, Adbert lost his arbitration, not arbitration, but there's a, there's a case. So he has another year that he could go to the minors. Yeah. yeah, and so that may play a factor. Is you could have Pedro and Adbert in the minors together, and that would be a good influence. So we'll see. Both Steve and I are about to pop into the stadium. I'll try to check in a little bit later before the game starts. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. Tell Steve yeah, we said hi, fun. and and have fun tonight. Bring us bring us a, an L. We need an L. We have to lose out to have a losing no, record. Dude, no, no, I heard that earlier. We were listening in the car. <laughs> I do not want to lose out to four games. I'm going to go to. I'm we like, got to lose wait. out. You're going to go out there for get swept. No, you're going to save the season, Crawl. You got to be the sacrificial lamb for us. You spend uh, all this money, you're going to see a bunch of L's. Sorry. We really should have planned for this. I have an L flag. I could have <laughs> given it to you to take out to Arizona and fly the L in Arizona. Yeah, we need this, man. You got to do this for us. Get, get, the, get that L, baby. Is that our oh, new complicated t shirt? Fly the L <laughs> in fly Arizona? Fly the L in Arizona. Who uh, <laughs> cog? Um. Uh, well, no, he left. Mark, Mark Timothy, if you're still listening. Oh yeah, no, there you are. Uh, Mark Timothy wants to know where you're sitting tonight. We're in left field. Yeah, left that field makes pod. sense. All right, left field pod. Well, Mark, you can't go over there because he's in a pod. But, uh, but uh, it'd be, you know, it'd make it, I'm sure everybody knows your uh, whereabouts. Okay, you're disappearing on us, but uh, we'll we'll let you go. <laughs> Jim Canavan, stop that L flag shit. Yeah, yeah. J- C- Crawley's his favorite amongst us, so he's probably sad that uh, Crawley's gone off the show now. <laughs> this was his comment when <laughs> Crawley came on. He's just an angry face. I don't know. It's it's funny. We all have such distinct personalities on this show, I feel, sometimes, you know. Um, so uh, Crawley's still somehow in the stream. I don't know. I don't see him. So, yeah, let's get back to what we were talking about. Uh, I think we were on Javi being extended. Uh, I think 
I mean, he's my favorite of them. I think that his approach at the plate needs quite a bit of tweaking at this point, but I can see a situation with Javi going from short once you, cause you're like, Oh, well, we're strong at short. Well, that's fine because you, you can move things around. And you, I mean, with, but then again, with Nico Horner, the way he's playing, maybe you're just like, Oh, he's our second baseman, but Horner is also a shortstop. Right. And, and come on. I mean, Horner's great. Fine. He's fun. Uh, he, he's got a great story coming up off the couch, all that stuff. It's wonderful. Javi's a better second baseman than Nico Horner. He's a better baseball player than Nico Horner's ever He's going a to be. Human being, like through and through, it might be. <laughs> so, if you have to bump Nico Horner off to the second base, then you do. But yeah, you make a good point. You keep Javi. You can extend him a longer contract because for less money too. Then his, his position guys. right now, he will hold that down for the next three or four years. But if they do bring up a guy who has a little more uh, life in his legs at that time, right? Javi hits 31, 32 and needs to slow down a little bit. Then you slide him over and he's still, then he becomes a gold glove second baseman. Or third baseman if he's willing to do that. Or third baseman if he's willing. Which I honestly think he was the best third baseman uh, that the Cubs had. That's when the crazy tagging started. You know, because he wasn't – I mean, it really was. I mean, I remember a, one tag when uh, – who was that long-haired dude that was on the I was race? just thinking yeah. of that dude. Uh, years ago, like 15, 16, uh, something like that. And that dude comes tearing around second base, and he and Javi tagged him right in the head. He and, tagged uh, his face, tagged and his he face. did it hard. Yeah, face tag. <laughs> but, um, it, I mean, I, I, I love all these guys. Chris Bryant, though – I think he's gone. You we, you said it last night, and if you weren't listening to the show last night when we we talked with Dennis, the Cardinals, our Cardinals fan friend, uh, you know, we were talking. Was that last night that we were talking about Chris Bryant? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree with you, Michael. I think he's the dude on the bubble, and because he just wants too much. And but you think he's going to be better this year playing for the contract, and I I disagree with that. We don't have to rehash that. If you're right. a Patreon supporter, you already heard us either talking about it live or um, on the podcast. But I just think KB, I mean, if KB gets through the entire season without injuring himself, he's going to have a great season. That's who he is. He has great seasons when he's not injured, and – this season especially is important, but I think KB has been off the table for a while. The money can't be close because you know that they offered them money. Yes. Um, I, I sure. like what Dominic says here in the chat. If these guys all walk without anything to show for besides one World Series, Ricketts needs to get out of baseball. And, I, I mean, you can't – Disagree with that because to take every single player that the fans love and just be like, all three of them are gone in one year. Yeah. Bricks and Ivy Archive also said this might be bad PR in the long run for players from around the league to avoid going to the Cubs, knowing the ownership stiffs their star players with no contract extensions. And I totally agree with that. It's, it's like, this is how a lot of these people work. We're going to save money right now, this year. 
without thinking about how in the future that is going to hurt your ball club by, you know, in, in many different ways. But in this specific situation, why do you guys want to sign with the Cubs if there's no real shot at getting a, wham, an extension? Yeah, wham, bam, thank you, man. You know, is what is what they how they treat him. It's just like, oh yeah, thanks, thanks for the uh, so long, so long, and thanks for all the fish kind of thing. It's like, you know, and I agree with that in, to an extent. But the nerds that work in the front office, they're looking at this from a wins above replacement standpoint, and they're looking at this from money, how much money you can spend to get the output you need to feel the team, and. If they see that you can, like, look at the Rays. They were in the World Series last year, dude. They did it with some great players, but they weren't paying at really anybody as much as the Cubs are playing, paying somebody like even J- Jason Hayward, you know, who's been talking about a contract. That's not a contract extension. That's a signing. But, like, that free agent money, I don't know if that's going to be there. You're walking into a year with a strike coming up. And and so I think they will be willing to let them walk because there's a okay. CBA, the, you know, and they'll just be like, okay, here's, we're going to just go down with the ship. And then next year we're just going to just see who's out there. Yeah. You know? Everybody talking about how the Rays did it. Yeah. They made the world series. Good job race. That was impressive. But, they are not making the World Series this year. They are not going to have sustained success. I mean, the Cubs actually put together three NLCSs in a row. They've, you know, they haven't had a losing season in six, seven years. They're actually fairly successful, even though, quote unquote, one World Series win, which is one more than anyone we've ever known has done. Uh, So, but the Rays aren't going to do that. The Rays will not make the NLCS this year. You know, they might even have a losing season. They definitely won't because they're in the AL. (laughs) They definitely won't. Oh yeah. The ALCS, my bad. Uh, But yeah, you know, so it, and that's the thing. It's like, all the, these idiots talking about like, oh, look how the Rays did it. That was amazing. The Rays have been good for a little while. And then in the weirdest season ever, they struck. But they're not going to continue to do that. Like, they're not continual uh, powerhouses in the playoffs and stuff like that. So, you know, yeah. Ray Vicario writes in, we have sustained success. We have signed the high end free agents for three out of four years. Well, we haven't the last two years, uh, last, no, last three years. Yeah. We haven't really we signed, haven't any signed anybody. Agents. Yeah. For the last three years, they, d- they did it to get the world series and that was it. Um, the three out of four years, we got the top free agent on the market. Yeah. But that, you know, you're living in the past, Ray. That's right. It. But then they stopped doing, they that. stopped doing that. And because, now, they won 95 games and didn't make the playoffs, so they quit. If they wanted, if they wanted, <laughs> yeah, well, if they wanted to hit the, if they wanted to hit the, their uh, ceiling again, they could spend another 50 million right now, right now, and, right. and just hit that luxury tax threshold, something like that. But they're going to go into this season with a lot less and I think see how it plays out and then see what they can maybe, uh, swing at the trade deadline. Um, if they're even interested. 
Because if yeah. they if they don't get if they don't get these extensions done, that's less clarity for the future, not more. That's way less clarity. It, it's it's more clarity for the players, and I think that's why KB is in a good mindset now because he knows this is his last year and he just has to play and go enjoy himself and worry about contracts after this season. I think that Rizzo is in the same boat. I think he's just like, hey, if they don't get this done by the time we start, that clears things up. I have a deadline. He knows. Uh, March 31st, he's either going to be a Cub for however long he's going to be a Cub, or he's not. And that is a load off of your shoulders not to worry about that anymore. Javi's the only one that's saying, you know what? I don't give a shit. I really do want to be here. So just continue to negotiate because I don't fucking pay attention to that anyway. Yeah. He's like, I just want to get out there and play. Well, yeah. I hope they d- get one of them done. I, and it would just be nice to have that kind of clarity. Right. But, uh, well, yeah, let's, and we can move on from them because uh, they're going to move on from us. Yeah. You like yeah. that transition? That was beautiful. Yeah, God, I'm going to uh, pat myself <laughs> on the back for that fucking thing. Um, so a little bit of news about, uh, the backup catcher, which is, you know, not really that big of news, but, uh, Austin Romine, the Romaine lettuce man is hurt and it's his knee, which I mean, you're a catcher, your knees. It's a strain though, right? Like it's not, I don't know, super, well, I mean, yes, he was our biggest off season signing. The big, he really was. I I don't know. I I think there's an argument for Jack Peterson, but oh yeah, yeah, there's an argument. I guess there is. A maybe very maybe good Jake Arrieta. Yeah. I don't know. There no, are no. some Austin, guys this year that, backup that catchers, fell into their laps. Backup catchers are what make this team tick. We all know that in 2016, the Cubs had three catchers, and they won well, the World Series. In now, 2015, they, they broke through. Because with they had three, three catchers. catchers. Exactly. 2016, they won the World Series with three catchers. So you can tell me all about your Jack Peterson's playing for a contract and your Jake Arrieta's on his farewell tour. Um, and Jeff Berta brings up Jake Marisnik. It's a, you know, a, a fifth outfielder type. No, it's your backup catcher. That's your backbone of the team. <laughs> and it's, and it's all, once every six days is when you know what you have as your team. When that guy goes out there. Uh, I kid. Uh, Austin Romine is hurt, though. And so it looks like P.J. Higgins might get the job. And we don't really know much about that guy because, you know. We don't even know his real name. Yeah, We call him P.J. because we don't know who he is. You know it's Paul John or something stupid like that. Peggy Jean. Peggy. (laughs) Peggy (laughs) Joanne. Peggy Peggy Joanne Higgins. Um. But there are a couple other catchers in camp, and I'll put up a stat, some stats up here. Uh, you got PJ Higgins, and then you got Miguel Amaya. You're not going to give him the backup job just for the sheer fact that you want him to get all the playing time he can get, and he's not going to get that as a backup catcher. And, and also, got- there's a service time bullshit that they're never going to break for him. Right, exactly. And then you got Jose Lobatone, who's in camp, um, but not he- a ball spelled backwards. Oh, it is. <laughs> so that well, that's perfect. That's your perfect backup catcher right there. Not a ball. That means it's a strike with Jose Lobatone. So I mean, that's your other guy. He hasn't really done anything. These are spring training stats I'm putting up. 
uh, and Lobatone is the worst of them all with a 354 OPS. He had a double, two hits in 11 at bats, but you know, you're not a backup catcher because you're bat. Um, Lobatone, he was with the Nationals, I want to say. Pulling that out of my ass. He he was at one point, but I don't know if he was last yeah. year. Yeah. So, you know, just kind of one of those veteran dudes, like a John Baker type. Um, PJ Higgins, younger, no experience, not on the 40 man. So you're going to have to make some magic there. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Do you have an opinion here? Yeah, I don't know. You're going to break camp with somebody. Right. Um, I mean, I don't know. These guys are working on so many things behind the scenes. I mean, I don't think this is even a question. For the Cubs, I think they know exactly who is going to be there because they also know exactly how injured Romine is. Yeah. You know, like well, they know, they? oh, this is going to, this is, well, yeah, with this, uh, with, <laughs> with this medical staff, we never know. But if he's going to be good in five days, I mean, that makes all the difference in the world. They, as to who they pick, you know, they probably take Lobatone because it's going to be. He he's older, and then they could just cut his ass, and and you know he's going to clear waivers, all that bullshit. Like he's just not. If they want to keep these other guys, that could be a problem. They could even pick up somebody else. I mean, that happens a lot of time with this position. Uh, who's that guy from the Mets that they picked up for five seconds? I mean, there's been so many guys that float through that position. <laughs> it's almost like a bullpen. Um, anyway, I don't have an opinion either. I mean, good for PJ Higgins if he makes the team because I believe it would be his major league debut. Yeah. And he, and I mean, he's had a pretty good spring training, so maybe he pops out. He, he gets a job. He catches on somewhere. Maybe he's probably not with the Cubs, but you know, yeah, I can, I can put the graphic back. I didn't even say what he did so far. Uh, at the plate, he's got a home run. Uh, he's four for 19. Uh, that's a two eleven batting average, which you know, backup catcher. <laughs> so right, backup, backup but, catcher. But he took three walks. Yeah. So I mean, he, he definitely gave you more than uh, Lobatone there. I, and maybe they like he's gotten a lot more looks than Lobatone too. He's got he's been in fourteen games. Lobatone's been in ten. And they're just, you know, they're switching catchers a few times per game. I'm curious what other I'm, – I'm sure, like, the comment section right now is not lighting up about backup catchers right now. No. Everybody's like, I don't fucking care. Just please move on. Let's talk about the pitching staff. <laughs> All right, good for P.J. Higgins. I, I'm looking at his stats right now, though. Um, he's 5'10", 195. Uh, he likes long walks on the beach. <laughs> he's got two dogs. One's a Weimaraner and the other one's a Yorkie mix. No, I'm kidding. No, 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 I'm making all that up. Um, born May 10th. He's 27. So he's a little older than I thought he was. Yeah. And, yeah, this would be his major league debut. I, I'm looking at his, his stats here. He's Tennessee. And uh, he was in Tennessee and Iowa in 2019. Uh, I mean, he actually was decent. He had an uh, OBP uh, of from that year in 2019 of 349, batting average of 281, slugged 416. That's an OPS yeah. of 765. He managed 10 home runs in 439 plate appearance. A little pop, you know. We saw that at spring training. I think he. I think he's your probably probably your dude. And I love the name PJ Higgins because it he really just sounds like a old English butler. 
PJ Higgins. So, well, I'll move on backup catcher. It's boring. I bored everybody to death. But I am going to end the show. You you do love yourself a backup catcher, though. I do. Really do. This is not. This is not bullshit, Danny. Danny well, drools over the backup catcher. Well, you noticed you noticed where I put it in the show. All right, we went with the <laughs> extension of stars, backup catcher, and now we'll talk the Cubs pitching staff. Danny had a John Baker jersey before we knew John Baker, before he wrote a song about him. Like he already had that thing. I have a Jason Kendall. It. I have a Jason Kendall jersey. <laughs> if that gives you any idea of where I'm at. Actually, I think Kendall started. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, those were some bad days. So let's talk about our pitching staff and especially our bull penis because our bull penis confusing. I would say I don't know who's going to be in the bullpen. I really don't. And they'll probably piece it together. Not since like maybe 2015, the start of 2015, when they were throwing out like Brian Schlitter at the beginning of it. Hiring. With Indeed, your search is over. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Whoa, sweet man cave. Thanks. Serious upgrade. How'd you pay for all this? I got a home equity line of credit from Figure. I was approved in five minutes and had funding in five days. Wow, that fast and easy? Yep. The application is 100% online, plus no out-of-pocket costs. 
just fast access to the cash you need. How do I get started? Go to figure.com and get that serious upgrade. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. And that they kind of had to piece together who they had and pick up guys here and there. That's when like Rondon came and stuff like that. And they're like, oh, here's a Rule 5 guy that seems like he's going to work out. Um, but let's start with the starters because we uh, Crawley just mentioned it when he came on. Alzali and Arbiter has decided he has options. I don't even know like how that happens, but he, yeah, especially when they decided a different dude didn't have options. Yeah, like how does that work for one guy versus the other guy? I have it's no so idea. weird. Yeah, because baseball isn't opaque and stupid background. It is stupid in the background. You know they yeah. don't. Yeah, the the behind well, the and, scenes, and you know that made the decision right there. There was no decision yeah. to be made. As soon as that came down, they were sending him to the offsite to continue to work. Yeah, well, it, it hasn't been good. Uh, he's he's had a bad spring training, so I don't know what they put it. But here's the the lowest two ERAs of spring training, and or the uh, highest, however you want to say that. Yeah, I mean lowest in far as as far as um you know being good. The the highest <laughs> the highest DRA the lowest as far as like yeah the you know the uh, you know under the bar so just or, tell us the DRA and then I think people will, will okay stri- yeah you know Craig figure Kimbrell, it out in their own head Craig Kimbrell's number one uh or number last whatever that would be <laughs> <laughs> with seventeen thirty six ERA. And Adbert Alzali is two runs under him with fifteen seventy five ERA. They both pitched four innings, and Alzali gave up two home runs in those innings. And um, yeah, it's he's got a he, see how many people did he walk three in four innings and struck out three. So it it just hasn't been good for him. And then you know you get the options thing. He's hanging but out again, with Carrietta. He's hanging out with Pedro Strope, trying to you know, make something happen uh, for him and his career and learn more stuff. But you, you also don't know what he was working on. And that's the thing. Uh, you know, they got him out there throwing, you know, just straight fastballs because they, they need to get some more movement on it somehow or whatever. And guys can tee off on that sometimes. Yeah. Well, I mean, and he's been, I mean, people aren't really trusting him. He's not going to come up and be an ace. This is not a top pitching prospect of the major leagues. You know, no, he's going to be a four or five guy, right? Yeah, this is a guy that's going to be like a serviceable dude that can come out and maybe put together a few seasons. So, like, I feel like because the Cubs have not developed any pitching at all, and Alzali is like the first dude that we've seen come through the system. That there's unnecessary expectations. This is totally like it was. All of the 80s and the 90s, anytime anybody came through the system, Cubs fans were like, oh, we can't wait for this guy because he's the best prospect we have. Yeah, and he was still wasn't good. But he's not necessarily right? Yeah, because we never had it. We really didn't have a farm system. They just, like, you know, buy some veterans at the back end of their career that would make fans show up and buy a bunch of beer and watch all summer. Yeah, it's, I mean, remember. run. Brett Jackson and Josh Vitters were like the cream of the crop for Micah, Micah Hoffpower, baby. No, there we go. <laughs> there you go. He was, he was going to be the first baseman of the future. Um, so anyway, th- that takes a question because we were thinking him for the rotation. 
Right, but or uh, or man kind of situation. Right, but it looks like they have uh, scored on Williams, so that gives him an extra slot. Plus, he's got the you know extra you know year that they can send him to the minors and work some more. So it's kind of a no brainer. Uh, you did you buried the lead. I mean, the best kept secret in all of baseball came out this weekend. Oh, my God. I was shocked, shocked by this news. I was so excited. My Twitter all day, nothing but Kyle Hendricks is the opening day starter. (laughs) I know. I was like, dude, I'm like, didn't that already happen? I I was to tell people, like, well, it wasn't official. I'm like, no, it wasn't official. It was fucking obvious. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He started last year. They put him, they started him a day that was, Perfectly divisible from five to opening day. Yeah, like, exactly. We they all knew exactly what was going to. The only way he doesn't start opening day is if he fucking hurts himself. That's it. They, that was the only thing that was going to stop that. Everyone knew it, and yet they acted like it was the biggest news story ever when and it then, happened. And then, I mean, and somebody tweeted me at. And the news is not who's the opening day starter. The news is kind of who's going to go second. And I think it'll probably be Jake is my guess. And then um, Davies probably, and then Williams. But I don't know, maybe they slot Williams up. And then really the the fifth starter is really who the question mark is. And I know there's a couple days off early in the season. I mean, they're going to need a fifth starter or at least a long man. And then they're going to need at least six guys. To get through this season, yeah, at, at least because I mean at that's least. that's if they stay healthy. Yeah, you'll see Alzali. You'll you'll see him this year. He'll come. Yeah, up. He'll, he'll get his shot. Yeah. So, but if you so then you got Millsy at the end of it, and you know I'm expecting. Listen, I love what Alec Mills did last year. I love what he's been doing so far. He's shown a lot of promise. I think that hitters now are getting to know him. And you and they might he might need to do something different and adjust because nobody. Are you, are you starting to come off of your zig zag uh, analysis that you had earlier? Like everybody throws a hundred, so the Cubs decided to throw eighty. Yeah, no, I, I'm thinking that's exactly what we are going to do. I'm just saying that like, <laughs> we don't have a choice. Some, some of the guys are going to be better at it than the other ones, and I think Z- Zach Davies and uh, Kyle Hendricks have proven that in their world that they can do that with a lot of success in the major leagues. I don't think Mills has proved that yet, so I'm going to wait and see on him. So I think he does get the fewest innings of those guys, depending on health. Um, The exciting thing is the Trevor Williams, which when we signed him, I was pissed because I was like, I, I was like, this is a non-signing. This is This is actually worse <laughs> to have Trevor Williams on your team than to throw anybody else out there. Like when, like I know a lot of the people that are watching the minor leagues and some of the, like the, the uh, what's that Keegan guy played the other day. And then, um, and also uh, Alzali, somebody like him. Like, when are these guys going to get their shot? They're never going to get their shot. If you keep signing Trevor Williams, who the Cubs have blown up for years. And in when he played with Pittsburgh, he stunk. He had one good year, and then he was just terrible, terrible the in- entire time. But guess what came into uh, fruition 
uh, pitch lap. And so uh, Sahadev Sharma had a really great article, and I'll put up uh, just you, a quote from You it. always forget the pitch lab drop when you do the pitch lab. That's because I've, I've got here, – here, here's the pitch lab. Welcome to pitch lab. <laughs> Bienvenidos a pitch lab. So uh, here's, here's the deal. Uh, Sahadev Sharma, nice article over at The Athletic. And this is what – it has some quotes from Williams in it. If you don't subscribe to The Athletic, it's it's the best way to read about the Cubs. So uh, I knew with my own eyes – this is Trevor Williams speaking. I knew with my own eyes what my body was feeling and that this is what I need to go back to regardless of where I end up. The first three things they said – this is the Cubs – pitch usage, where they saw my arm slot, how they saw my body, and how it was rotating. It was three things that I exactly had in mind regardless of where I was going to go. For them to do their homework and dig in on me with what they've identified, I like that. Williams also liked their ideas for developing some new pitches – or no, pitch shapes – and from afar, he'd always admired how they've consistently had a great starting staff, including pitchers like Kyle Hendricks and Zach Davies, who wasn't part of the starting staff till now, and Jake Arietta to push him. Oh, that they will, it, you know, they, he'll be on a good starting staff. I think that's what that means. So, what do you it, think they were doing at Pittsburgh? Slider. What do you think they were doing at Pittsburgh? Like, he's like, I knew exactly what I needed to do. And when I talked to the Cubs, they knew exactly what I needed to do. We agreed. And yet somewhat, somebody in Pittsburgh's like, throw it to your left hand. <laughs> you know, like, they have no idea what's happening over there. Uh, we'll have to ask. Uh, we're going to have a preview show sometime next week before the opening um, series with the Pirates. And, and um, we're going to have Brian on, our Pirates fan friend. We'll have to ask him. They have um, Oscar Marine is their guy right now, I guess. Um, I know Ray Searage was the dude over there for a while, but, you know, look at all the great Pirates pitchers that have come out of there. I mean, <laughs> Col- you know, uh, uh, Garrett They all Cole. went somewhere else and became yeah. great there. But it's yeah. like it's like they have great pitchers, but literally the, the uh, coaching gone. staff – is telling them to throw at their left hand or do some stupid or, you know, Hey, why don't you put all your change in your left pocket so that you throw a little bit more to that side? So I guess you could say though, that the starting rotation is locked up. So I think we, except for maybe, I, I think they might give a, they probably won't because they've been using them out of the pen, even in spring, but Shelby Miller, who's had a lot of success as a starter, I, I think that he's looked good in spring training so far, but I think he's probably a long man out of the pen um, and give him a, and probably the first guy to come in maybe even before an Alzali if somebody goes down with injury out of those starting five. But I think, yeah, I think that um, he's got to make the team either way. And he'll be one of the either eight or nine bullpen slots. I mean, they got 26 to play with now. Right. And so let's talk about the bullpen. Um, Let's. I'm, I'm going to put up a uh, three graphics, and these are all sorted by ERA. So this was the biggest one. Here's the guys that have not given up runs in in, um, in the spring training. Brad Wick only three innings. Rex Brothers has not given up a run. Looked really good this spring. Seven I've totally in- forgotten about him since last year. <laughs> yeah. 
Rex Brothers has not given up a run. Uh, Manrod, Manuel Rodriguez didn't give up a run, but they've already sent him to the minors. Um, Tyson Miller uh, has not given up a run, uh, but he, you know they're not going to use him because they're going to start him. And uh, Justin Steele, same thing, not giving up a run. Uh, now, these guys are usually pitching at the end of the game, so they're pitching in uh, usually against other minor leaguers. Uh, Jerry Vasto. And then Shelby Miller has not given up a run in spring training. Oh, but by the way, you know who else didn't give up a run is uh, tonight's starter, uh, Zach Davies, who he has not given up a run. That's among the starters. This is just bullpen guys. Uh, but Shelby Miller has not given up a run in seven innings. Very impressive. Gray, uh, Gray Fentner, who's already been released after pitching an inning in one game and not giving up a run. He walked one guy and got sent back in. <laughs> so uh now here's here's some other dudes that uh, might be uh Brandon Workman. Uh he's I guess he's one of the dudes that uh, he was with the Red Sox. They've given him a good look. He's got an ERA of 150 in 6 games. They've given him a good look. He's uh his whip's a little high, 1.83. Um and now I'm not going to you know stats in spring training. I get it. I'm not going to you know, go crazy about these ERAs in this such a little time. It's what they're seeing. Uh, but in, but some of these dudes are on minor league contracts. Some of them are major league contracts. Some of them are non-roster invitees, and that matters quite a bit. I mean, he, you're, you're also burying uh, Tepera down there. Tepera. Uh, Tepera. I mean, MVP, vote-getter. That's true, and, but he does have a <laughs> – but he does have a three ERA in three innings pitched because he gave up a run. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, uh, Tapera, I believe, is injured. I yeah, he's he, he's not going to make a, another run at the MVP this year. <laughs> but I think I, I no I, no no not not with that injury. Um, no, I, I think he might be injured. Um, Jason Adam, Trevor McGill. These are all guys with three or below ERAs. Um, now you've got um, James Norwood, Dan Winkler, Andrew Chafin. Uh, Winkler was good last year for the Cubs. Andrew Chafin uh, has not been good in spring. People that saw him pitch in Arizona don't like him at all. Dylan Maples, he's out of options. I don't think – I think that's over. I think that Dylan Maples' experiment is over. And then here's a bunch of minor leaguers, Tommy Nance. Uh, Jonathan Holder hasn't really been around. I don't know really what happened to that guy. Um, Pedro Strope, as I don't know. I think he's, you know, like Crawley said when he came on, maybe there – or was that you that said it? Maybe he's just going to go to the minor leagues and be a coach there to Alzali or something and stay in the organization and be a dude that can come in with on a minor league contract, it, you know, at the end of the season, maybe – push things through, take a couple innings of injury. Um, Jake Jewell, who's actually gotten out there quite a bit, but he's going to be in the minors. Cole Stewart, same thing. Minors, Michael Rucker, minors. Brandon Little, Brendan Little, minors. Juan Gamez, minors. Stock, I think they probably just end up releasing. It hasn't been good. He's got a, a 13.50 ERA. He's really wild, but he's got a great Twitter. And then you got Kimbrell, who's going to be in the, in the pen. He's looked good in his last two outings. Um, but, uh, th- so that's good. He's looked better, but he, he, he had a couple of rough ones coming out, but, um, what do you, what do you think? I mean, if they're going to break with nine dudes out of all those guys, 
you got some decisions to make for the first time in a long time. And I'm curious to see in the chat what people are thinking. And Chip Paleo says, Chafin, LOL, SMH. I agree, but I think that they probably go, they'd have to release him and pay him because he's on a real ass contract and it's annoying. The Sun Ranzo Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Uh, Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. NBA is in full swing and college basketball heats up as the schools make their way to the madness. And the tournament is here. And so is the $100,000 Bracket Madness Contest at Bet Online because it's the place to be for all your bracketology needs. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by eBay Sneakers. From rare dead stock to the latest release, you can find the exact sneaker you're looking for on eBay. As the original sneaker marketplace, eBay is the place to go to cop the pair that you've been eyeing. In partnership with eBay, Armchair Media will be raffling off four custom-made sneakers. Each purchase you make before March 31st through ebay.com sneakers will enter you into a drawing for a one-of-one pair of Air Force One low tops. Just send a screenshot of your purchase to at Armchair Media on Twitter or Instagram. So get that done and go buy some darn sneakers at ebay.com slash sneakers. We thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Here, here's where I take, you know, a, a little comfort is last year, a lot of these names were in there. Uh, we were really concerned, especially early in the season, that the bullpen was going to suck. You remember, the Cubs were only getting out of some of those early games because they had scored so many runs early on. The bullpen was just blowing up. And then it turned it all around. They figured it out. And over the last half of that year, granted it was only a month and a half, they had one of the best, if not the best, bullpen in the league. So... I just have to trust at this point that this is one of uh, David Ross's real gifts is handling that bullpen and getting more out of them than we're seeing looking at the names and the numbers right now. Well, the names, you know, you don't know a guy's name until you know it. And so some of these young dudes, if I said to my mom, who's a big Cub fan, you know, oh, I think Brad Wick made the team. She'd be like, who? <laughs> you know, she wouldn't know. Uh, even though he's even had some time, but maybe that, you know, Norwood, maybe somebody like him, like she'd be like, who? Um, but, you know, you look up and down and there's not any household names in there uh, that, you know, to speak of. There's barely any veterans except for maybe uh, – brothers and you know the aforementioned mentioned Chafin but Kyle Ryan is on the uh injured list due to COVID uh he's a lefty so you're gonna have to go with a lefty at least one lefty uh if not two and I think you should carry two I think you should 
I, I, I kind of feel like they have to. I mean, like even I know- if you even if you don't know that that second lefty can really do it, you do have to have a couple of lefties. Well, and I'm afraid that one of them is going to be chafing. It's only going to be because of the contract. Um, and then Wick, I think it's your other guy. Maybe when Kyle Ryan's ready to come back, they rethink that. Um, you know, Workman, I don't know. I haven't really been too impressed by what I've seen. Jason Adams been real good. Do you know who's impressive? Is is Miguel or McGill? I'm not sure how to say his name, but he's like seven feet tall, and right. you know he's just one of those real big, you know, hard throwing dudes. Um, then fortunately, Wick Bradwick, who also has an electric arm and throws hard, Holder Jason Adam, who's been really good in the pen, and he, we saw a little bit of him last year, and he's got he had um, major league experience before, I believe, with the Blue Jays. And then, uh, or maybe that's Miguel. I might be getting uh, mixed up. They all have options. So what I'm afraid of is that they're going to break camp with all like the broken big contracts, and then stash these guys because they can. And then I, I, that's my fear, and that they won't break with the best possible team that they could have. That they're just saddled under these kind. Well, like, well, we're already paying for Chafin, so let's have him instead of Wick. Which would right. be annoying. Which would be annoying if that was the choice. Yeah, it would be. I mean, you always want to see the best, you know, the best team out there. The ones that are, that's what we want. But, you know, the front office is looking at a lot of different things. And as we've been saying throughout the winter, it doesn't feel like this team is going to be the team to get through. So maybe it makes more sense to leave these guys down a little bit longer and bring them up after they get the CBA worked out a little bit. They have a a better idea of what's going on. They bring them up then and they start this new core. I keep hearing about the new core. Nobody really knows who's in the new core, but there's a new core coming and uh, that's when you bring all these guys up. So you see them in 22 or 23. Yeah, well, and well, the minor leagues. I mean, the thing is, they have options, so you can. Cut, there's going to be an Iowa shuttle. There's always an Iowa shuttle, and so you kind of want to play with those contracts the way you can, and um, you know. But it's just it's just unfortunate because if a guy's if a guy's getting his work in, and and that's all he's doing down in the minor leagues or a minor league camp, like it's kind of annoying if he's got. If he hasn't given up a run in like four games, and then you're watching Chafin out there just like with an ERA of eight, blowing ball games in the seventh, you know, it's just like, uh, I don't know. I, I, Chafin, nobody likes the guy. I, I mean, I, <laughs> that's what I mean. It's like they're going to break camp with this dude, and, you know, I'm all for him being good, but it just doesn't seem that that's the case. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but who who would you go with? That's what I'm wondering. Like, if, if you had to pick nine. Oh, I don't know. I haven't had the opportunity to watch enough of these games to really get a good feel for who I like and who I don't. I yeah. mean, only some of the games. I can only watch games that are on uh, marquee. I never know when they might be. And it's just kind of, you know, back and forth. And then when I catch it, I catch like three innings. So. Yeah. I don't really yeah, spring know. Spring training is not really – I mean, and it's funny because I do like these battles that are happening, that some of the bullpen battles. 
But it's true. If you miss an inning, if you're doing something during that inning, then you miss that guy. They've pitched four total innings in five weeks. So, like, you blink, you missed it, you know. And especially the guys that gave up no runs because those were good innings. (laughs) Exactly. Those are fast. Uh, one sad thing is is that Biagini was optioned to minor league camp, and I was really hoping he was going to come through as a major leaguer so we could have him up and make a bunch of I dream of Genie jokes. So, fortunately, that doesn't seem like it's going to be the case. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I would say from what I like, I like that McGill guy just because he's so tall. And uh, I like Brad Wick. I've always liked Brad Wick. I think he throws hard. Those are, That's my lefty and my big righty that I think could like just be the big boys at the back end of that bullpen. I think Rex Brothers can do – he's a former starter. I like him. I think he could be one of the guys. Obviously, you're going to go with Kimbrell. So that's four right there. But two of those dudes have options, so I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, I'm, And you're right. Like After that, I mean, do I want Pedro Strope back in a Cubs uniform, in that bullpen, hanging out, dancing, inspiring people? Absolutely. Do I think he's the best pitcher at this point for this ball club? Uh, no, I don't. I think Dylan Maples is over. I think Dan Winkler had a good year last year, which means he'll suck this year because that's how bullpens work. And um, that might be also be the case with Tapera or Adam or any of those clowns. Right. But if you've got a guy who has options and he's really only slotting into that bullpen as a low leverage guy – I don't think you put him on the major league team when you have a Pedro Strope that can be your low leverage guy uh, for right now, and then you bring those other guys up later if you have to. If, if Strope really doesn't work out, then they can just DFA him and move on. Or send him to the minor league. It's a minor league contract. so they can Well, but him. those usually – I mean, if he breaks with the major league team then. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping he does – I'm kind of – I don't know what I'm hoping for. I, I hope to see – actually, I hope to see Pedro Strope in a, at Wrigley Fields is what I hope because that's fun. But I kind of hope that Pedro Strope goes to the minor leagues and helps out Adbert Alzali because that's more important. Does that make sense? Like, it'll be interesting to see what they do. There's only maybe half of these guys are shoe-ins as far as I'm concerned, maybe even less than half. Right. Yeah. And, no, I think we see – most of those guys that you've talked about this year at some point. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. They'll be riding the shuttle. I think we're going to see yeah. them all. I do. I'm just wondering, and it, does it matter who breaks with the team? Not really. Not not as far as the bullpen goes. As I said, 2015, they won 97 games. They started the season with, with Schlitter. So it, it ended up fine. But <laughs> Right. So, um, yeah, I'm interested. And also, I'm wondering if they're going to – and I said it last year, and I was wrong, but uh, Ian Miller, somebody like Ian Miller, they could go with one less pitcher right now and see what they have and have that uh, speedster slot, that specialization for a, you know, a late-inning center field replacement slash um, win a game in extras with your speed kind of thing. I'm hoping that they do that this year. Because uh, yeah, I think he bunted for a hit the other day, and it, I don't know. He, I I like this guy, man. I really want a speed demon on this team for the, just that one elite skill. I do, and I would sacrifice a bullpen spot for it. I would. Right, but that's usually more important later in the year, right? 
you know, you usually don't break with your speed guy. You usually bring your speed guy in in August when everybody, yep. everybody's legs are burnt and you need that spark. So that's I don't really see him. Cubs usually break. do. Some teams yeah. actually just have speed all the time. Well, that's the Royals, true. you know. Um, Chip Paleo writes in, when is Rowan Wick coming back? I don't think anybody knows. We thought he was going to be back, and then he wasn't. So, like, you know, with these injury dudes, like, I, you think of Morrow, you think of that situation. But it, you know what? This whole bullpen conversation is all for naught if um, Kimbrell sucks. Right, because then every game, every close game gets blown up anyway. Anyway, so. yeah, at the end. So and you got nobody to take his spot except for somebody like a McGill who throws real hard and I mean I don't think he's proven to be that dude yet but and Wick could do it and Wick closed some games I think a couple of years ago. Um, the last thing I want to talk about as far as like the uh, position, uh, the positions on the team and the roster goes, is you got to give this job of second baseman to Nico Horner, don't you? I mean that's what I want. I. Don't know, obviously, how they're going to look at it, but he's the defense is completely there. Uh, he showed some sparks right at the start of spring training, but it was against maybe some of the more inferior pitching because you know at one point he was he was batting like seven fifty, and at this you know and now he's down to like uh, what's he at? He's at 355. 355 is a great average. Here's his spring right now. Yeah. yeah I mean, he's, he's, 355 he's, is a great average, except for the fact that when you have to come down off of that 750, he hasn't had the best couple of weeks. Yeah. But well, he's got the one home run. I think everybody got a little too excited when that happened. Yeah. Well, it's what I like is his approach at the plate. And that he talk about diversity in the Cubs lineup. He seems to be a dude that's known for spraying the ball a little bit more. Uh, he's got three doubles out of his eleven hits, and so you're gonna you'd love to see it and a triple. So more than a third of his hits, uh, well, and a home run. So if you think about it, five of his eleven hits were extra base hits. Yeah. So that's almost half, which is why he's got an OPS over a thousand right now for spring trading. And it's only 34 plate appearances, but he's been out there almost every day. And quite frankly, he's young legs. So you're not worrying about him breaking down in the same way that some of this, the other infielders that you could see. Yeah. I almost feel like, uh, you know, because the argument with Nico is that he's never been in AAA and he's got so many less plate appearances than anybody else and he's unproven all this stuff but they're starting minor leagues later right they're not like the minor leagues do not start right away there's going to be a delay I think they just go straight to minor league camp if yeah they go to a camp I don't think he needs that I think you put him in and you let him start the first few weeks and if then if he's not pulling it off Right, then you can send him. Then all these options are still there three weeks in. Right. Well, the question is, do, do you then are you then losing some of the dudes that you are gonna maybe use? I mean, Bodie's gonna be there, but he's kind of your utility dude that can play all around the infield. Uh, and well, th- third and second basically are his, his main uh, main jams. But you know, are you gonna lose somebody like Sogard? 
Not that you want Sogard. So I'm not that excited about Sogard. No, I'm not either. He's he's having a nice spring, but he's like he's 34 years old. He's never been able to hit in the major leagues except for one year that he kind of put together when the, he was with the Brewers and they started like putting the fans on, in you know behind home plate and giving them a little help. See, but a guy like Sogard, they could let go, you know, and then he can go. He can decide if he wants to move on or stick with the Cubs in a minor league role. You know, and then he's still there if you want, because I don't think, I mean, look, if he's not going to, if he's not going to break camp, if he's not going to win the job with the Cubs, how many other teams are like, man, we really need a 34 year old second baseman that can't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I don't think. I, well, I wonder, I think well, that's what I'm saying. You're proving my point. You got to break camp with Nico Horder and not yeah. be like, we're going with Eric Sogard. It, you well, know, like, it's ridiculous to me. Yeah, the only thing I'm saying that's different is that I say you break camp with Nico Horner, even if you have serious misgivings about whether or not he's going to make it, because there's no, like, you still have the chance to send him to minor league camp or AAA or whatever's going to happen with the minor leagues this year in a month when they actually get going. So he can spend that three weeks of, you know, just sort of trying to prove that he does, you know, he should still be there and that he's their best option at the major league level. And he may fall on his face. And if he does, that's fine. You can send him out and then bring up Sogard or whatever. I think if you put Sogard in there, I think you definitely know he's going to fall on his face. And then everybody's going to be clamoring for Horner to come up right when they get going in minor leagues. Yeah, so oh, back, back on the show, we got uh, Crawley the Cub coming in from uh, spring training. How's it looking out there? Where are you? You're in the left field berm? Michael, I thought you might appreciate this. This is Four Peaks Brewing Company. Hop King IPA. I have been to Four Peaks. They're very good. Yes. West Coast style. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a sip here. The thing, I, here's the thing I like about spring training is everything is 24 ounce beers. You don't fuck with this 12 ounce bullshit. It's like you know, it just hook it straight to my veins. You know, I actually don't like that about it because usually it's a day game and it's 85 degrees. So by the time you get halfway through the beer, it basically tastes like the piss in the trough. It's like buying two beers at once and you you get one cold beer and then one warm one beer. Warm beer, yeah. I would rather just go and and have no lines and get a nice, another. Danny, cold. you just need to drink faster. But here I am. I'm in Peoria, and uh, this is what we're looking at right here. Yeah, can you turn your phone so that it's more landscape mode? There you go. Oh, that's beautiful. Uh, you got the nice. sun going down. Oh, that looks beautiful out there. I'm gonna you know what I really like about that, and I wish this could just be how the world works, is there's nobody near you. <laughs> I like to go places where there's no one near me. Well, there's nobody near us, man. We gotta yeah, go place to I'm loving that. Yeah, that's... That's the way it should be all the time. But it's a it's a nice little park, and like I said, they got these uh, this Hop King or was it Hop Not IPA. We had some uh, I had some seltzer because I was a little dehydrated from earlier. Like you forget this dry sun really gets to you, man. Crawley, could could you show the uh, the the video board right behind you? Could you just shoot that real quick? Yeah, it's right there. 
I watched at this ballpark, I watched Javier Baez launch a home run, a towering shot, maybe one of the longest home runs I've ever seen over that video board right there. It was amazing. That was like 20, maybe spring training of 2014. It could have been. That's a long. Yeah, but it's a, this is a nice park. It's just quiet. You got the sunset coming up, but it, it is weird not having a lot of people here. Yeah, it's, it it is kind of strange. the the whole The whole situation is strange. It's kind of one of the reasons I didn't want to go out. I'm like, I'm like, I think I'll feel too weird everywhere, because <laughs> like, it's just like uh, this post apocalyptic thing. It's like after the Black Death in Europe, and like half the people are gone, and you're like, what happened to all the people? Like, why are all the stores closed? <laughs> hey, hey Stan, Stanley Mitchell says plastic cups only in the bleachers. A lot of cup snakes. Oh God! Yeah, well, that yeah, exactly. Stan Stan is a uh, usher out there at uh, Wrigley Field. He works out by the 1914 Club. At least that was his assignment the last couple of years. So I'm looking forward to see Stanley. I got my opening day tickets, but this is great, man. Like it's like, what time is? It? I don't even know what time it is, but it's like it's still warm out. It's beautiful. Like like I said, it looks like there's like I. It's like I don't know if you remember the old games where Harry Carey and Jim, Jimmy Pearsall used to call. Like early 80s, and they would like literally count the amount of people in the cell. Uh, Comiskey at the time, it's like you could literally count how many people are here. It's like I'm, I'm just guesstimating like 100 people here tops. I, you know, 2013, 2012, you could do that in the bleachers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I went for 75 cents in 2012 and to, yeah. to lost number 101. Um, it's, it looks like it, you're already catching a little bit of a tan. You know, you got that olive skin tone that always uh, – catches the sun real good like you're like instant instant dark I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to last summer when we had a lot of shirtless crawly pregame shows <laughs> just like, that sun ranto show was nothing but nipple last year yeah that was a little uh mature audience yeah i was telling people like god if it like next week it's all like mid 80s like i would have been out here in my skivvies like just enjoying the game. Oh, yeah, no, nobody wants to see this. That's a, that's a, that's for uh, the uh, Sunranto only fans that we're starting. Patreon only. <laughs> well, yeah, well the, we're doing no, only the only fans. fans. Yeah, the only fans. Yeah, it's kind of like Patreon, but uh, you know, more skin. No, but this is great. I think we're gonna get some. They got like little food trucks. We're gonna get some. Um, they had the pulled pork mac and cheese. I think Steve, what were you grabbing? Bacon mac and cheese. Bacon mac and cheese. Steve's gonna grab the bacon mac and cheese. But, uh, you know, the players are here. They've arrived. Zach Davies did his warm-up tosses. We watched that for a little bit. And now everyone's just kind of walking around. But it's just like a – it's weird. I've talked to some, like, Arizona people like Steve and John Verlees and other people. And they're kind of like, this is kind of cool for one year to just kind of have the parks just to themselves. You know what I mean? Absolutely. As opposed to, like, the crazy tailgateness and the – uh, everyone just being drunk and dumb, but uh, yeah, I mean yeah. that's probably how spring training used to be back in the seventies and eighties when like people didn't travel, and they yeah. didn't go to places like that. Took me thirty seconds to walk into the place, like it was like nothing. You know what I mean? No lines, no craziness. Like I said, there's no one around here. It's, it's, you just sit there and you just talk to people. They have a nice little bar. We were over at that. I don't know if you can see that over there. We were drinking over at that bar for a little while, and uh, it's just like there. You could like sit there the whole game, but there's like. Yeah, sit down, have a couple of beers, and and like I said, twenty four ounce beers. This is the greatest fucking thing, man. I, like I said, the thing is, is if you drink, how, how much was it though, Crowley? How much was that twenty four ounce beer? I mean, if it's a twenty dollar beer, then it was it was twelve dollars at Wrigley. A twelve ounce beer cost me ten. 
Oh yeah, twelve dollars is not bad. That's that's yeah, okay it, for no. It's not quite as bad. And then, the, you know, I, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I know exactly what Steve's talking about because Montrose Beach, right over here by my house, was closed all summer long. And uh, usually it's full of families having reunions and, you know, bar- barbecues, and they leave the garbage all over the place. At the And by Sunday, uh, it's the whole place is a total disaster. And um, it's kind of – and it was nice all summer. I, it was like the water was clean. It was, there wasn't a lot of people around. There wasn't garbage sitting around. And I'm sure that's how it must feel to the – The uh, dolphins returned. It was yeah, amazing. Yeah, the Lake Michigan dolphins are back. <laughs> Robert Sanders. Sanchez Jr. wants to know when the pure the karaoke broadcast. I think if I do that, I'm only going to do it on the Sun Ranto Patreon page. I think that's it. If I'm going to do the karaoke, like that ain't going to be for the freeloaders. That's going to be the people who pay the bills. Yeah, yeah. No, no, this is epic content because I guarantee you'll be in flip flops with no pants. Yes, yes, <laughs> I, I can guarantee that too. And uh, and so I may look into K's. I may call K's up. And be like, are you having karaoke? And if so, let me know. And then I will put it as a special for the Patreon-only subscribers. When are you going to tell him, Danny? Kays didn't have karaoke last year. He was just that drunk. Yeah, yeah dude. They, they didn't have, it wasn't even karaoke <laughs> night. You were just got. You just got up. It was the weirdest thing. No, you no, it was no. Karaoke. You, you no. produced a microphone from, like, nobody knows. I got people mad because I just wanted to sing along with everybody's song. Like, even like, you know, like, it's like, okay, next up, probably doing Africa. And then I'd stumble through it. And then they'd be like, okay, next is so-and-so. And I wouldn't let go of the mic and I'd sing their song too. It was, uh, and, and, and Kathy Weedley, our friend Weeds got mad at us because Danny, like, you know, no offense. Danny's like when Sean Marshall plays in your 16 inch softball team, it's like, you can't have a ringer. Like Danny's not fair karaoke. He's like a Broadway trained singer. What, what song did you do? Sweet transvestite. From right. Rocky and, Horror. And so Danny's doing like leg kicks and shit. And he's like, and then I tried to get in and then Kathy got mad at me. So she's like, Danny is singing a very important transvestite song from <laughs> Rocky Horror that everybody wants to. It's not like I was up there singing the rose or something. Or, you know, I believe the children are our future. How does that look? Little Cubs, man. Yeah, no, that, that's, that's where Javi hit the ball over. Oh, man, it was a majestic towering shot. I was just like, whoo, I can't wait to see this guy. We had uh, just heard about him. I'd never seen him play. It might have been the first time I ever saw him play. I'm not even sure. He was still a minor leaguer at the uh, time. If you look right now, the Cubs are starting. It looks like the Cubs are starting to come. I think it's the Cubs or maybe it's the Mariners. Somebody's coming out. You see out of that corner right over there? <laughs> well, <laughs> He's like, there's two teams here. I got teams. a 50-50 shot. I'm going to name both teams. All I know is I'm 43 ounces of beer into this game, and, it's, <laughs> and it hasn't even started yet. <laughs> Summer of Crawley, baby. That's what I'm talking about, man. It's going to be it's going to be 24-ounce beers 24 hours a day. Okay, well, that's, I'm looking forward to this. You cannot keep me locked up for a year and expect nothing to come out of it, man. I'm a caged animal. I need to be released in the wild. I'm, I'm going to just make it my life mission to make sure that you somehow retain your pension. 
<laughs> that's what I, I need to keep you employed. I'm just gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a solid and make sure you stay gainfully employed. Well, you know, I got the, the, I, got the <laughs> I got the summer off, and that's where I mean I mean think about it. I got four games in a row. I got here. Then I got three days of work. Then I got opening day. Then I got the day off, and then I got the rooftop on Saturday. I mean, that's gonna be epic, dude. My liver's gonna be hurting. The Sunranto Show is brought to you by our fabulous 98 Patreon subscribers that pledge at least a dollar a month to us to keep this show on the air. Uh, some of you guys don't know this, but this ad-ridden version of The Sunranto Show only pays us about a penny per download, so it takes 100 people downloading the show to make a dollar. Um, that sucks, and it's not enough to keep this show on the air. So that's why we ask you to become a Patreon supporter and you get stuff in return. You go to patreon.com slash sunranto. You sign up for a dollar a month. You can pay all at once. It's like 10 bucks for the year. And uh, you get our RSS feed, which is for patrons only. And uh, in there, you can, well, you paste that into any podcatcher, you know, your, your Apple podcast or, or whatever you use, Stitcher. And what you do is you paste that in there and you never hear ads again. And you get the show early. As soon as I'm done, I post it and because I don't have to do things like put extra ads in it to try to make a penny per download. So why don't you go to patreon.com slash sunranto and become a patron of the Sunranto show and help us out before this year starts. Uh, you get access to the preview episodes. You get access to our show notes. It's early and ad free. You can get the music. You can get a calendar uh, and you'll be helping the Lost Boys uh, because we give 10% of everything we make at uh, Patreon to the Lost Boys uh, baseball program and uh, down uh, south of Chicago uh, where we're helping kids play baseball. So uh, if you would buy each one of us a beer, that's $3 a month. Just come on now. Help us out at the Sunranto Show. We need your support. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Get it done. Back to the show. Yeah. No, I, I I don't even know. I don't know if you're going to make it, to be honest. You do realize that you're not a young man anymore. Oh, dude, young is just an age, man. And I got my tickets to the Bleacher Bum Band. I already got my tickets. Oh, yeah. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to drop a link in the chat about that, too, because dude, it, it's, it's it, not released publicly, those tickets yet, but they're going to get released tonight on the show. I got an extra, so if somebody wants to literally live with the Summer of Crawley, you are, you are welcome to join <laughs> me. I got one ticket. You can be part of the show. You could say, like, I should start making T-shirts for that shit. Like, so I, heard Jim, I heard Jim McMahon was trying to get a hold of us because he wants that other ticket. Wants- <laughs> <laughs> shit, man, I'll buy Jim McMahon's <laughs> ticket just to, just to have a repeat of last year because I know you're going to show up in rough shape. If, if And here's the thing. You want to catch the summer of Crawley early in the summer of Crawley. Like, you don't necessarily want to be around for the middle of that summer. Could involve some jail time. Could, it could involve uh, losing a limb. We don't know what happens. But if you get in there early, and, and you, then you could say you get the T-shirt, say I was at the summer of Crawley, but you don't have to, you know, have all the uh, the rigmarole that might go with it later on. You know, it's, it's my it, advice. Here's, here's the thing is that I've always believed in living life to the fullest. And, and COVID, the, these restrictions and lockdown has just absolutely amplified that by like a thousand. So, I, I, like I said, oh, there's Cubs stretching. Can you guys see that out there? Kind of. They look like little ants. God, so the Cubs are so tiny. See, they need taller players. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the Mariners are all around here stretching out, and the Cubs are at the uh, on the first base side. 
but this, this looks beautiful out here. The sun's going down. What's that over there, Steve? The, what is that? Is that a bar? Yeah, Sammy's on third. Sam Adams. <laughs> He's like, I think I just saw a bar in the wild. <laughs> there, there, there's, look, there's a bar up there. It's called Sammy's on third. Well, you'll have to you'll have to give us some more live reports from the uh, during the game. I'd, I'd love to see that on Twitter, and, and so look for that definitely. If you you should probably follow at Crawley's Cubs uh, if you want to see some of that stuff. But it'll be going on uh, all of the socials throughout the game. I got to put will, the shank list up too. I will drop my link to my OnlyFans where you do get all the topless content. Nice nipple. But but, but that's like I said, that's OnlyFans. You got you got to sit there and you got to be a member of that. And again, if you're a Patreon, the K's karaoke event may be happening. All righty. So, well, we'll let you, we'll we'll let you go, Crawley, to say hi to uh, say hi to Steve there and have a good night, and then and we'll catch in we'll catch up with you uh, later. Take care, guys. All right. All right. Man, I do kind of wish I was there. <laughs> well, you always wish you were someplace nice watching a baseball game. I, I mean, it's, it's true. It's kind of he he could have been watching a little league game and we would have been like, "Oh, Did you that notice how good. much he was turning around? He just like kept doing a swirl. I felt like he felt like Julie Andrews in Sound of Music, like when she's <laughs> up on top of that that hill and she's like, "The hills are alive with the sound of crawling." Oh, I thought you meant I thought you meant he was hiding from Nazis. <laughs> no, that that'll be the end of the summer of Crawley. <laughs> He's just got to hide from Nazis because he joined Antifa. Uh, <laughs> I hate so, Illinois Nazis. Oh yeah. So, All right, let's. Uh, yeah, we so, talked about Nico Horner. Let's. Yeah. Let, let one of the last things I want to talk about a little bit of Cubs news. Ryan, Sam, and then we'll give you the preview of tonight's game. So now everybody's going to watch it starting in fifteen minutes. But Ryan Sandberg has been chosen or hired to be uh, one of the marquee dudes, the announcers, uh, a post-game, pre-game analyst, something like that. I'm not exactly sure what he's going to be doing. But let's let's watch a little video of Ryan Sandberg after the Cubs. The most happy moment in any Cubs fan history, Ryan Sandberg was there in the locker room, and here's what Ryan Sandberg had to say. Uh, this uh, video – Stolen from uh, NBC Sports. How about this? What can you say about this team right now? Oh, oh it's unbelievable. I loved them all year. I loved them through the playoffs. Fitting ending to go extra innings. A little rain delay in there. Heroics at the end. I mean, it was hard work by these guys. And uh, no doubt it was going to go seven games to go right down to the end. What are your interactions like with these guys right now? Just the emotion you're seeing and feeling uh, in this room. They're just so respectful of the game and uh, and all the players that came before them. It's very it's very gratifying. But um, they've made it for me be able to live in the moment, not think about the past. So celebrating right with them. How would you describe the emotional roller coaster that was the entire game? I couldn't stand it. <laughs> couldn't could not stand it. And everybody, all the thousands of Cub fans around me, couldn't stand it either. What a game! I mean, this is one of the best World Series. I mean, everyone's glued to their seat. Oh man! Well, that's re- that's really fascinating, Rhino. Is it- these guys, they they just really did a, a bang up job, and you know, I mean, I mean, God damn, it's like w- listening to paint dry. He, yeah, he has, 
because he still talks like he's a player. Like, well, you know, they went out and they gave it 110%. And yeah, and one, one for the Gipper. And <laughs> yeah. No, uh, so my so first TFC, I'm going to drop it right now since uh, it's topical on, uh, you know, Ryan Sandberg being on marquee. Uh, and this guy says they could get Harry Carey from beyond the grave. And A, I still couldn't get marquee sports. And B, Fuck the Marquee Sports Network. <laughs> yeah. So, that well, was mean, how that dude listen, thought about it. I thought Ryan it was- Sandberg is a living Cub legend. He's so many people's favorite player from that era, the 80s and 90s, and rightfully so. He was excellent. He's a Hall of Famer, MVP. Yeah, you know, some big, exciting moments. But he's not a broadcaster because he kind of talks like this, and, and he's just going to – listen – you want baseball nap tweets out of me? Because it's all you're going to see this summer when Ryan Sandberg's on. Oh, I feel a baseball nap coming on. Here comes Ryan Sandberg. He, and goodbye. He me. reminds me of uh, the word with Purd, that dude from uh, that television show. Um, shit, it's killing me. He was, he, was a, he was a news announcer, and he literally just said exactly what was happening. I'm sitting in a chair. And the monitors. Yeah, on. that's what it was like. Well, I'm I'm standing in this room, and the Cubs just won the World Series, and everybody's celebrating all around me. I mean, he he he, he might as have well been. He was describing the greatest Cubs game in in history, the greatest Cubs moment in history, and he might as well have been telling me like, you know, what what was on his shopping list. It well, was almost like he watched it on TV at his house. Yeah, no, he's in there because usually it's like the guys being like, I can't hear you. Wait, oh yeah, oh god. All right, woo, Pedro Strong, yeah, all right. Yeah, or somebody's like, or just, or you're breathless, like, I can't believe what I just saw. You know, I, I, it, now, granted, I was not in that mood. I was very pensive when the Cubs won the, I was there and I walked up with Nicole, my girlfriend, and we went into the last row of the, of the bleachers there. And I just kind of sat and surveyed everything because I was exhausted after, <laughs> to be honest, I was exhausted and, and maybe a little bit too drunk to, to handle, to be that excited. Like just a little bit like, Oh, I, I, I was, I was actually bawling my eyes out and I called the Sun Ranto hotline and I left a voicemail. That apparently you never got. So somebody got some fucking <laughs> long ass, boy, like crying voicemail. Who knows who that is? <laughs> they probably called the police. Somebody's like <laughs> serving like thirty years for your murder, and you're not even dead. <laughs> it just uh, it all went wrong. Um. So yeah, I anyway, I I know that a lot of uh, people love Ryan Sandberg. I love Ryan Sandberg. I'm not. Say, oh, John Pickett brings up a good point. He sounded pretty jealous, to be honest. And I noticed that, too, that he said the people, you know, that for the people that came before them and, you know, like they're standing on the shoulders of giants, me, for example, it's great they have Rhino back. For a certain generation, like my generation who watched him growing up, uh, I think, you know, it'll be nice to see him. But it's nice to see him, not hear him we don't need to right. hear rhino we just want to be in the room with rhino just roll his old bones around and we'll just you know be like oh, i was at this thing with ryan sandberg you didn't have to say anything in fact yeah. so um carlos Linares says i'm sure he'll do a better job than well, mark that, grace that's well, ex- exactly yeah. why they hired him mark yeah. grace wouldn't shut up and said dumb shit they'll be like uh ryan 
Rhino, uh, we really need you to say anything. Yeah. Seriously, say something. It's been 30 seconds, 40 it'll be, seconds. Then it'll be like, I'm wearing corduroys and a Chester <laughs> shirt. <laughs> I, I, I remember when I wore white socks during one game. <laughs> Mark Grace uh, in a different era would have been very successful and beloved. And then hopefully died before getting canceled kind of thing, right. i.e. Harry Carey, who probably has lots on his record. Oh, my God. Would I, not play right now. It, not at all. No. Yeah. But Mark Grace, you know, last year, he went off the rails, went a little Archie Bunker, called his wife a dingbat, doesn't play. Sorry, Mark, you're gone. So Ryan Sandberg is the absolute opposite of that. And he's, they're overcorrecting. They over, they're overcorrecting. Like, can we just have, I don't know, who would be the guy in the middle? Like, get Juan Pierre or somebody. Like, you know what I mean? Like, somebody we liked, but, you know. Might have, I don't know if he has a personality either. I, I don't know. I always think that, like, leadoff guys have to. But then there was David DeJesus. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, paint paint drying, uh, Ryan Sandberg talking. Same thing. Um. The, uh, and finally, we, we, we have an idea on how to get Ryan Sandberg more exciting on the broadcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. He's got <laughs> You got to send him. Remember when he was managing back in the minor leagues? You got to send him back there because that's where all the good meth is. And that will <laughs> that, that should excite him a little bit more on the marquee network. Um, wait, hold on. Oh, sorry, wrong one. <laughs> the Marquee Network. Yeah, um, this is very sad news. Uh, you won't be booing when we've got 21 pounds of meth to share. But how did they get this picture? I mean, this is amazing. They've got the I mean, this is a the cops must have taken this picture because you see one, two, I mean, I'm not even, even going to count it, but a dozen bags of meth. I guess that's what meth looks like. It, it's uh, it's a lot of it, meth. It's, it's a like meth. Looks like what? Like sandwiches. Like it just does look up. like sandwiches. <laughs> Get a like, imagine hungry. he gets let go. It's like they're like actually it was Jimmy Johns. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Um, so on St. Patrick's Day, I believe it was, uh, dude got pulled over with a bunch of meth. His name is Jesus Camargo. Um. Because Jesus got the best, the best shit, you know, yeah. and uh, it was in his team equipment bag. And uh, this, it, per reports, this comes from uh, Bleacher Nation, uh, and uh, that headline was Brett Taylor too. I liked it. Uh, Cubs prospect arrested after police found twenty one pounds of meth in his team equipment bag. It's like, yep, that's pretty straight into the point. Like, <laughs> I, 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 I would have said. You know, druggies in the clubbies or something like that. That was my headline. But I, I would have said Cubs have found their speed guy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's why we don't have Brett's job. So, uh, per reports, Camargo told police a friend who lives in the capital city of Sinaloa, Mexico, called him in Arizona on Tuesday and asked him to deliver a bag to Denver where he would be paid $500 upon delivery. Camargo said that he thought the bag had contained shoes or clothing, but had previously said he knew there were drugs in the bag, just not what kind, according to police. So, I mean, this is very sad to me because $500 is not a lot of money. 
uh, to be transporting 21 pounds of meth. I know, right? I mean, that seems like, I mean, I don't know how much, I've, I've never done meth. So I don't know how much meth you have to do to get high, but I guarantee that you could get a lot of people high with 21 pounds I, of meth if it's anything like some of the other uh, drugs that r- remind me of meth. Right. Well, like um, or something. Okay, so now it's time for me to drop my second TFC because it deals with this. Oh, I, and, oh, I, th- I thought you were going to say, now nah, it's time for me to tell you how much I used to be a meth head. No, <laughs> right. Tell you that 21 pounds of meth was a hell of a weekend. I didn't sleep from 1994 to 1998. <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> okay. And that's what you can get for 21 pounds of meth? Jeez, that is a lot of meth. Yeah. No, I found, uh, I found this out there, and I just thought it was great for the TFC. Uh, oh, man, pranking rookies in training cap. Ha, ha, ha. Spring has officially arrived, my oh, friends. God. This is a man's <laughs> life we're talking about here. Could you Michael. imagine, like, um, the worst asshole veteran ever? Like, yeah, go grab that bag, rookie. Yeah, just 21 pounds of meth. He's like, yeah, drive it to Denver uh, real quick with my cousin. I need to get my bat shined. Um, no, he it, – it's very sad. I mean, 500 bucks – I made the point that maybe if you paid your minor leaguers a little bit better, you wouldn't end up in these situations and they wouldn't be um, uh, having to transport meth for $500. But then I thought to myself, well, I think there's a lot I don't understand about this and that the way drug cartels work is with pressure and that it's quite possible that Jesus Camargo is going to go down for uh, something that he really didn't, like maybe they were going to like kill his aunt or something like that, you know, if he didn't do it, you know, and that's how that stuff works or that you get deep into a gang or maybe, maybe Jesus Camargo got his first plane ticket to the minor league camp from some cartel. Like all this stuff starts getting connected and you owe people favors and you got to do them. And so it's a very sad situation because, you know, I'm not, I don't know if Jesus Camargo was a good baseball player, if what he was going to end up doing. Uh, but now he's going to do some time in Colorado. And um, it's sad. It's sad to me. So, uh, yeah, that's the last bit of, uh, of Cubs news, I guess, we have for you. So let's uh, talk about tonight. Zach Davies is going to go up against the Mariners. He hasn't given up a run in spring training in nine innings. And uh, here's who the Cubs are throwing out there. Eric Sogard is going to get a look look at third base. He's your old David Bodie. Um, and then you got David Bodie <laughs> at second base. Uh, Anthony Rizzo uh, at first. Marisnik in center. Maben in right. Horner at short. This is like they're putting them all out there. At one time, and they're like, this is it. This is the game, guys. Yeah, where you're getting cut. Whoever didn't get a hit tonight, you're cut. Uh, Horner at short. Rafael Ortega has gotten a lot of looks, and we didn't even talk about the outfield tonight and the extra guys there. Uh, Rafael Ortega, the lefty out in left field. P.J. Higgins catching, and Zach Davies hitting for himself. And um, so, yeah, this is all the dudes fighting for jobs. And then the Mariners, and I didn't, I don't really know these guys too much. Mitch Hanniger, um, 
Oh, Ty God. France. He he's actually some of these guys are pretty good. Like I look, they're all young. Uh, Kyle Seeger is uh, batting third. That's Corey Seeger's brother. Yeah, so, that was actually his name on the Players little, Weekend jersey. Yeah, little brother. <laughs> yeah, Corey's little brother. And then um, Larice Torrens, weak hitting catcher, but he's batting fourth uh, tonight. Uh, Taylor Trammell. Uh, they got some prospects on this team. You know, we will see what they end up having in the future. I looked up a few of these guys, and you know, not a lot of experience. Uh, most of them you haven't heard of. Tom Murphy, uh, Jake Fraley, J.P. Crawford, and Sam Haggerty. <laughs> like, what yeah. exactly are you looking at here? Um, we don't watch a lot of Mariners baseball, obviously, on this Cubs show. But um, the only guys I'd heard of really was Ty France because he's, I think, from the Padres. Mitch Haniger and uh, Kyle Seeger are, are the, the dudes I'd heard of. And, you know, they got some promise in this lineup. So this is another opportunity to kind of maybe see dudes that um, you wouldn't normally have seen. Oh, and check out the weather. I was just going to say, you, you missed the biggest stat, weather, yeah. 69 no. degrees. 69 degrees. Nice evening out there. <laughs> Very nice. And the game's going to start in one minute. So let me get to my announcements because y'all, I'm sure, want to tune in to watch this uh, uh, Eric Sogard at bat and <laughs> not miss that. That would be just a shame. Um, I, by the way, I don't know if I'm going to stay up to do a post game tonight on the Super Ranters page. I, we'll see what happens. Um, but uh, I want to say that the uh, Bleacher Bums were going to be playing. Uh, the, the tickets are for sale. And um, here's the information. I'm going to drop a link in the, in the chat right now in the comments. And we're raising money for the Lakeview Food Pantry, which has been working with G-Man Tavern where we're playing on opening day. That's Thursday, April 1st. And uh, you all should come out. Uh, all the tickets uh, are there with uh, you can buy them, but you have to buy them in groups of two, three, or four because they're doing the socially distanced pod thing. And um, you have to use the promo code SPAGOG or go Cubs backwards. S-B-U- if, if you don't know how to spell it. Yeah, it's go <laughs> Cubs backwards. So I'm trying to get a live stream going. Hopefully I can. Uh, and then I'll sell tickets to that too. Maybe we can raise a little bit. More, and it won't be 25 bucks, but we'll raise a little bit more money for Lakeview Food Pantry. They do great work. I walk by Lakeview Food Pantry all the time. And let me tell you, there's always a line, and uh, so people are in need, obviously. And they have dozens of people that work there all the time. They seem to all be volunteers, and they have great food as well. They pride themselves on having better options than a lot of places which are going to give you, like, ramen noodles. So I love it. Uh, So come on out, support. I just dropped the link. It's etix.com. It's also on all our socials. Code is Spagog. The other thing I want to say is that next week, we're going to do a ranter roundtable with all of, uh, with different guys from the different outfits. We have like the Cubs insider people. We got Bleacher Nation people coming on. We got Dom, the director of morale coming on. Dom Frederick, uh, working on a couple more people, the growing Cubs podcast, couple Cubby Blues coming on. And we're just going to spend 10, 15 minutes with everybody, ask them a few questions about their area of expertise, about what they see happening this year with the Cubs. Uh, also big news for the Bleacher Bum Bands. Look like we're going to get this going. Bleacher Bum Band Rocks from Obvious Shirts is coming out soon. And so look for that. It'll be available at the show. 
because I'm ordering some from Joe. And by the way, Joe's the greatest guy ever. We were texting back and forth, all these different ideas. He works with Ian Happ, and he works with me, and he works with uh, Levante, and he works with uh, whoever else he can work with all the time. He doesn't big-time anybody. He's a great dude. Don't buy the knockoffs. Always buy obvious shirts, and they're good quality, too. And I just wanted to say the uh, the we kind of forgot about the uh, our fake announcer competition. Remember, we were good for the, uh, the oh, yeah. announcer at Wrigley. And we did get some sent in, but and I I know that they're sent, and trust me, they're they're in here. Mike Presnowski sent one. Already sent another one. I think when when the the real competition actually starts for the Cubs, we're gonna really g- get back in there and uh, and do this competition for real. The winner will win this Wilson Contreras ori- not the original, but a print of this Wilson Contreras uh, right here. So. Uh, you already gave a bunch of TFCs. I, I have very few. Yeah, I just had those two. That was it. Oh, okay. All right. So I, I will give mine then. Uh, now, this has to do with uh, Beth Mowens, who did – or Mowens? Mowens. Mowens, who did the uh, play-by-play the other day on uh, the Marquee Network. And um, I, I enjoyed her broadcast. We didn't really talk about that, but we should at some point. But um, here's what Laura Ricketts tweeted. I literally – just got goosebumps hearing Beth Moen's voice introducing the Cubs game. Hashtag Women's History Month. And Boomer Fett t- chimed in and said, I do not believe that you literally got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> and she probably didn't because it wasn't written. Um, and then this is also about the I literally got goosebumps tweet. Um and uh, MBW Sports says, most of us can't hear it because we don't have marquee. Thanks for selling out the real fans. Oh, God. It, it's just, it must be brutal to go on and tweet something that you think is just kind of fun and nice and, you know, Women's History Month, all that stuff, and then just get destroyed. Well, that's what happens when you're a billionaire. Um, and then this comes coming from Facebook. Karen Zalewski said... Sorry to be a killjoy, but I didn't like her at all. Her voice reminded me of Reba McIntyre, and it just didn't seem like a baseball game. Just my opinion. Reba McIntyre, known for having a terrible voice, by the way. Yeah, I was just like, where are you? Like, I mean, that's exactly, I mean. But but then I, I, I kept reading. And the, the, actually, the next uh, TFC is just this person's name. Hilgard has walked. Oh, he makes the team. That's it. So guard on the team. Um, Hilmick, Helmick Fitzpatrick Kathleen says, <laughs> I'm with you. I did not enjoy her at all. Terrible and overbearing. Just my opinion. But oh, I my just, God. Yeah, I've never heard of anybody named Helmick. That's all I just wanted to bring up. But, um, yeah, but Reba McIntyre, I was just like, like, who knows even what Reba McIntyre sounds like unless they know oh, her songs. Millions of people. Millions of people know what Reba McIntyre sounds like singer. because she is a multi-millionaire Grammy gold medals. Like she fucking has had it all because she's a good singer. You know, that terrible voice that they were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, exactly what well, she's a singer, but I'm saying like nobody knows what her damn speaking voice sounds like. That's ridiculous. She actually had like uh, sitcoms and TV shows and she was in tremors. Uh, oh, excellent yeah, 
horror movie from the late 90s. I guess what I'm saying is she does not have a memorable speaking voice that makes you. Can you hear her voice in your head? Yes, actually. In your mind, <laughs> because of Tremors. I, I just watched okay. Tremors not too long ago. And do you have an opinion about her voice? I, I think her voice is fine, and I think that's just some bullshit that women just get fucked with all the time about their voice. It's like, well, we can't really say much about them, so we're going to say we don't like their voice, but come on. There's a lot of people out there calling games that have shitty voices. So, you know, you're just... It it doesn't sound like a man. That's the problem, I think. Yeah, and and I and I do want to get into this maybe when it rears its ugly head again, and it will this season when Beth Moens calls a game. It is that I kind of noticed a lot more women naysaying Beth than men, and it might have been just where I was looking, and it's just anecdotal that I saw right. it that way, but, and I didn't look for it, but I was just like, kind of wanted to be like, ladies, come on, <laughs> like, support. <laughs> Let's go. I know. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, I, I, I wasn't happy. To, I, that did not make me happy to see it. Ooh, Anthony Rizzo. Yeah. He just stable. got a hit. Yep. No. And for, for my part, I listened to uh, a couple of innings of her on the game. I thought she was great. Like there was nothing. That's maybe the best compliment I can give. I didn't even realize it was a thing because I turned it, it was like the sixth inning. And it took me a while to even think, oh, wait, this is Beth Mullins. This is the first time a woman's done this for the Cubs. Like, it was unremarkable just in that she was just good at what she was doing. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't think, I just didn't have a thought when it came on that, oh, my God, listen to what's going on the the TV right now. This is strange or weird or I hate this or I love this. I was like, oh, somebody's calling the game and they're doing a good job. I'm enjoying the game. Yeah, my only complaint about her is because I had no problem with her voice. In fact, I kind of like it. It's just, you know, it had gravitas and it and it sounded like a baseball game to me. Uh, the only problem I had, and she knew a lot about the team too, and w- definitely wanted to talk about that and kind of sh- you, and had a n- lot of knowledge that she was sharing, which is part of the job. But um, the the only thing I didn't like that I prefer with a Pat Hughes call is that he actually does tell you what's happening in the game the entire time. Strike one, well, strike two, strike three, and TV announcers yeah. don't do that as much, and they and it bothers me. And there hasn't been a lot of radio games on this year, and I prefer the radio, so I'm just kind of like sitting here waiting for the radio to come back. You know what I mean? Right. But speaking of Pat Hughes calling the game on TV, how wonderful was that? I thought he worked really well with J.D. It was my favorite broadcast of a Cubs game for many years because Pat didn't have to stop every four seconds and say Fifth Third Bank or State Farm or – Fucking striking out with Gold whatever, Coast like Bank, yeah. Gold Coast Bank. Like it just is all that shit drives me insane. He does a great job despite that, but that ruins the game. All the fucking ads, every every pitch, every fucking strikeout, every hit, a double gets something, a triple gets everything gets something, and it just drives me insane. It's the the only thing that makes 
a radio broadcast not worth listening to. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree with that. Uh, I, I think Pat Hughes's call got kind of ruined as the Cubs added more ads over the time. Yeah, I remember back in the day when he and Ronnie would just talk, and I mean, they would do an ad read maybe at the beginning of an inning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this this inning brought to you by Fifth Third Bank or whatever it would be, and then they wouldn't say anything. But now it's like that strikeout or you know that walk. Well, you have to. You can walk with Jameson's walkers. Anthony Rizzo just spit on the field. Brought to you by Skull. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I think that's the end of our TFCs, and uh, I'm sure we'll have more because the season's just beginning, and it looks like Cameron Maben just reached on an error. Yeah, so young little infields. We have bases loaded, so I'm going to let everybody go. And because we talked about backup catchers, I did upload uh, the Bleacher Bum Band, who can be caught at 5 p.m. on opening day at G Man Tavern. Get your tickets. There's very few left, uh, by the way, because I gave them to Patreon supporters first, so half are gone. Uh, get in there, as you said. Crawley has does have an extra ticket. No, Nathan Sneed has uh as as an extra ticket as well. There's a couple extra tickets out there. I won't go into everything, but I'll be posting if you need uh help getting a ticket to the Bleacher Bone Band on opening day, uh please just let me know. Shoot shoot me a message and I at sunranto at gmail.com and I will get back to you or on Twitter or wherever the hell. But uh since we could talked about uh backed up backup catchers, I thought we'd end with a little um ballad of John Baker. All right. Sounds good. Which we will be playing on opening day. So, as uh, Dave Kaplan would say, Spookog! Or go Cubs. Backwards. Spookog. Spookog! Enjoy the game.
Somehow, at which point 